Welcome to Circuit and Gear, a podcast about scenic automation and other cool technology. I'm Cody. I'm Christian. I'm Harry. And I'm Mike. Today, we're going to talk about some cool stuff. Um, and I'm, we're all in the same room for the first time. I know. That's we're true. sitting around a table. I know. You'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very loud. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's been a little while since we talked last, about a month. Uh, some cool stuff. Some things have happened. I keep saying the word cool. Uh, Mike, you were just recently out out in the wild working on some stuff. What what were you and Rada up to? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've been, it's been busy, actually. Like, everybody last, this past month, almost everybody has been out. Um, Rada and I ended up uh, heading out to our friends in Minneapolis at the Children's Theater um, to help get in a pretty big show um like eight axes or something um and uh it included it included a myriad of equipment from all over the place <laughs> we had a brand new spot line um rocking uh that we integrated into their existing cable lift okay. their like stage lift which was awesome um and um and man like moving a stage lift at like 30 inches a second is pretty fast. It's quick. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 How big was that? Uh, was it that was lift? not big. It was like, it was like a five by five or something. Oh, okay. Four by four lift, you know. And then like in the trap, like 12 feet, something, I don't know. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah. It was like 10 or 11 or 12 feet. And it was a counterweight assist. So they had, so there's a sack of counterweight and the platform and we're driving it with a spot line. So Mm. It was cool. Yeah. Um, it replaced some, I don't know what it replaced it. I think it was like a linear, like a cylinder or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that is a nice little upgrade because yeah. you get a uh, much better motion, I would imagine. I, I didn't see the previous one, but I yeah, would bet. I would bet. Yeah. yeah. And some, some redundancy. A little bit of redundancy. redundancy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and we, I think there was an FX in there and a, and a 120 volt relay box for the FX. I built that. Oh, <laughs> oh congratulations. <laughs> um, and that was running uh, their sloat and a couple other things, blocks mm. for the lift. And, um, and we got all that integrated. And then there was uh, an old push stick, an original push stick. V1. On a V1 mm. on the deck. And, and then a massive massive winch from the guthrie <laughs> also on the deck mm -hmm. um and then uh and then our friend adrian davidson at stage machines sent uh i don't know two two of the old feller winches and then two little track machine winches and we set up um we set up two line sets to do a track and fly oh cool um and that was awesome, and it was it was a lot of effort to get there, and there was a lot of little bits and details, and you know, jamming these two giant. I mean, like I guess they're kind of small, but they were really big once we got them on the mid gal. The those the feller winches, yeah, the yeah. cube winches. Yeah, they were yeah. like, oh no, these are pretty fine. These are all right size. We we'll put them on the mid gal. We're like, whoa, this mid gal isn't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were they right next to each other? Uh, just about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course, was... those winches like seem quite small because yeah. just they're kind of petite, but then compact. They're just they're cubes. Yeah. <laughs> so like... that's like thirty-two by thirty-two. Yeah, and there's nothing and a lot of sharp edges. Yeah, they got that. They got that going for them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was some question and concern about like drilling out some holes on the winches, and and I just did it, and then informed 
Adrian a little later. It was like, hey, buddy, I made that a little lighter for you. Um, <laughs> like on the drum or on the... No, no, to on attach the, it? Yeah, to attach it because mm. we had to get... Uh, we had some diverters that had to get to run the operating lines vertical to get them to mm-hmm. run the, the arbor. And so the, you know, the winch was sitting on the mid-gal and we, we couldn't drop it. We couldn't drop the line straight through because there's a floor. Mm-hmm. And up above was... It was terrible fleet angles. Right. And so we came straight out of the machine into this diverter and then one up and one down. Um, and we ended up having to modify that in order to get it to fit around the railings and the beef gal. You know, it was like a typical load-in. It, was not, it wasn't like, yeah. it was just like, oh, yeah, whoop, whoop. All right, we're going to have to do that now. Right. Oh, and we're going to have to do something else now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I got, Rada and I, well, it's mostly me. I got my ass kicked by that old push stick for a little while trying to position scale it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I said, like, they had, you know, we, we were checking it and commissioning it, and I saw, like, oh, we'll put the tape measure on the floor. Yeah, that's at zero. Let me run it 12 feet in spike mark. Hey, why'd that go, like, 12 foot eight? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> shit. And, uh, and in the end, like, pro tip, um, what solved it was the encoder cable was run in a big bundle mm. along with the motor and brake and limits. Mm-hmm. From and it was like 150 feet worth of cable. Oh yeah, that is. And um, and so we we extracted that and it worked fine. And so then we we reran it with a with just a little bit more um, a little bit a little bit more separation. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, and that worked. That's yeah. That's a long run. <laughs> it's a long run, and it was you know yeah, and it was like uh, you know it's it's just those things. So we're like ah, well shit, there's the problem. Right. You know. Um. But it was, uh, I was there for two days. I think Rada ended up there for six mm. or something. And, um, but, but we just, uh, yesterday, I just got an update from the folks out there. And they said, luckily, that tech went great. And nice. they were into performances. And things were, were working as everybody expected, which was, you know, which was not the answer I thought was going to come. but the best one to get it was an excellent answer yeah um so that was cool you know it was kind of it was a it was a pretty big show to kind of get in and get teched right yeah i mean that's an interesting one too because it's just you know it's some of our gear like on the control side our gear but then machines kind of from all over (laughs) all over the place you kind of don't really know what you got till you're in it yeah, exactly. And we were the only thing we we had uh, we had stagehands of almost every variety. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we were missing was a Durapulse. Ooh, mm. and yeah. that's good. <laughs> I mean, I can't say I was missing it. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, but we had uh, like a whole handful of classics, a couple with A seven hundreds, a couple with A eight hundreds. Yeah, some apprentices. Well, I guess unapprentice and two and a pro and FX. So yeah, that's that was. That's something. It was something. Yeah. yeah, it was all. It was cool. It was. It's always kind of exciting to see like those, you know, big shows kind of come in and come together, um, you know. So like, especially when it all actually works, right? But it all actually works the way we thought, <laughs> the way it was intended to. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, doing a counterweight assist with some pre-planning was way better than the last time you and I did that. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the one where I came to Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, one yeah. when I called you. I was <laughs> like, hey, man, uh, 
what are you doing? When's your flight? <laughs> oh yeah, because I was in Houston at yeah. the time. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, I think I'm going home tomorrow. And you're like, how about that though? How about, <laughs> how about you change your ticket to Chicago? Yeah. Um, There's been a lot of time. On a fly rail, making some yeah. shenanigans happen. Oh, it was some shenanigans, but you know that also worked. That also did work. Yeah. Oh, that was th those were spotlights, though, right? Those were spotlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead yeah. hall in those arbors. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was like goalposts. Yeah. To deal with the fleet. Oh my gosh, yes. All the cheeseboroughs in the theater. Yo, literally, <laughs> literally all the cheeseboroughs. And then we went to the back, and they're like, "Oh, he has some more pipe." We need yeah. more pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the cheese burrows, but now I need something to connect it to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and so then I was also. Speaking I was also, of Chicago. Uh, yeah, speaking of Chicago, I was also at the Steppenwolf putting that uh, four post lift in. Right. When we yeah. when we recorded last, you were actively there. I was in, in the yeah. thick of it. Yeah. I just saw that picture on Instagram of me sitting in the hotel room, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we put that in. I think uh, all in all, I think it was a pretty successful load-in, you know, install of the th of the thing for the first time. I mean, we got there. I got there on Monday morning, and I think um, we didn't really get started until like ten o'clock. I was say because your tools mm -hmm. got there when my, <laughs> <laughs> my tools arrived like two o'clock. They okay. were, you know, they got the they took the next flight. Oh, good, good, <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, for no apparently good reason. I even got to the airport on time. My that doesn't sound right. My, I know, right? <laughs> my other bag made it on no problem. My tools, no dice. Anyway, um, but I think we, we walked out at 4 o'clock, um, including taking a lunch in there. Oh, wow. And I think it was 4 o'clock, maybe 5 o'clock. It was 5 o'clock. I'm sorry. It was 5 mm -hmm. o'clock, but we took a lunch in there, and we had the platform hanging from the four motors and um and the posts were up and like we were we were that was pretty awesome it went together yeah. really quick um you know the next day it took us a little bit to finesse it in right yeah because yeah, you were saying the leveling and the getting it actually under the hole yeah that I, bit was a little tougher yeah yeah i found my new favorite hammer though <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's yeah. like a like a 10 pound Clown hammer, dead blow. Oh, yeah. You sent the loudest video I think I've ever seen <laughs> of you banging those I beams in that was, cement hole. What are you talking about? It was finessing. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I think it was, uh, you know, I we, we did spend a little bit of time in the coming days to, you know, to kind of tweak and, and get everything back in line and, and squared up. Um, and then, you know, integrating it with the, integrating it with the pit infill that the shop, that the scene shop built, right. the Steppenwolf built, and then um, stick in the rotator on top of the platform, and then, uh, then a, what, an eight-foot diameter platform on a four-foot post yeah. on top of the rotator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I seem to recall a photo you sent over, and then Harry asked how stable the platform was, and you said, not good right now. It's just that one quick grip holding it on. <laughs> so I was like, get another quick grip on yeah, me. You'll yeah. be good. Yeah. No, we got it. You know, I think that was, I think when I took that picture, it was literally just as we had, like, tipped the thing off of the dolly and onto the onto the rotator. But, you know, all the, all the holes pretty much lined right up. Um, you know, and uh, and we bolted the thing on and put the lid on, and it was, uh, you know, it 
it was solid. Totally awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the folks from the Steppenwolf today, uh, Mike Donahue just sent us a video of it the looks test. Really it looks cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It was like, you know, I know we had two now I feel like we had two wins this month, and now next month's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> oh, I'm going on site next month. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Oh no. We'll be in it together. Yeah, we will. That's mm -hmm. right. Um so I think that was awesome. And, you know, I think the the lift itself is cool. We have a little bit of work to do, I think, for, you know, for some updates. That, but it's cool. It was real fast and worked really well. Um, and I think Zepp was out, too. He went to, like, Michigan for a couple days and then went to D.C. for a couple days to, you know, do some help with a turntable and a pivot that we made oh, well, we the original pivot right? the original mm -hmm. pivot. First pivot we'll talk about more of that later yeah yeah <laughs> there more coming up um but he went out to go uh to go with them because uh they had a couple they had a couple challenges and we got them sorted out just on the phone but um but then they they wanted a little bit of a little bit of assurance that somebody something was gonna work and yeah. they, so we went out and um and i think zep had a very boring trip to detroit yeah but he's he's very calming and just a, you yeah. know that's excellent for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and then he went to DC for flying a flag. flag. Yeah. Yeah. In a in a museum on some chain motors. On some on chain, chain motors. motors. Yeah. yeah. It was a really big it flag. Was a, yeah. <laughs> it was a very big flag. It was a very fancy room. Like it yeah. was a very fancy room with a very big flag. And I was I saw the photos and I was like, what are we doing there? Like, yeah. like, Did you bring your suit? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the, I think the flying the flag went really well. It sounds it like they did. want a lot more chain motors for the next one. Yeah, yeah, it went uh, that went really well. And I think you know I think maybe we're looking at some crazy like st some very large and intricate other project for the same people. Like we did two, room. and that was great. And yeah. now we'd like twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many is that? <laughs> you know? um, yeah. Sometimes you gotta just get your foot in the door, and then bam. Yeah, whammo. One good flag and. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. A slippery slope of automation. Christian, you were out on site even I too. I did. I I visited our Orlando. Uh, met up with. Uh, I was not prepared for the weather. I was expecting California weather, and then it was not California weather. It was Florida weather, and it was very humid. Uh, mm. But it was warmer though, and very humid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be like, it was snowing. It was I crazy. Into a sauna. <laughs> But yeah, no, I met up with uh, the cat store because we, I don't know, a couple years ago now, uh, retrofitted yeah. their uh, their lift with some new control, and uh, they were having some troubles and yeah, and uh, <laughs> the the big problem ended up being the the connector, the IRC connector was uh, busted. And mm. couldn't latch properly. Right, and like it's a signal connector, right? Like, uh, like it was a, the motor connector. Oh, the motor connector. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, the motor yeah. connector. So like you know, like on an apprentice, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was and the lever was like busted, so it couldn't lock the connector right. to the cabinet. And they had resorted to taping it together. And then the person who normally does the taping wasn't there, and it didn't <laughs> and, work. and the new guy didn't didn't know how to tape it properly. Yeah. Well, so I mean, pro tip here: if you're gonna yeah, documentation is really important. Yes, yes, about how, how those scheduling. taping procedures. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Any, any you find yourself in a yeah. sticky situation. Yeah. Oh <laughs> but luckily, I had yeah. the parts and I was able to uh, fix it for him. So, yeah, that's awesome. 
That is great. That was a funny one because you went in. I mean, we were talking about it. You you went in with some expectations of what the problem might be, mm-hmm. and then you got there, and then there's just like a mangled <laughs> cable. And you're like, what is that? <laughs> it might be there. Yeah, it's there. I. I'm no expert, but that. It's that's that. the problem. I think you might be an expert. <laughs> well, okay, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's awesome. And then uh, I think last time I also bumped into uh, training. I'm trying to like, oh, yeah. get some training out in the world. And, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still on the training bus. I think it would be awesome. So, you know, we're trying to set up some regional training across the country and i think we're gonna even set something up for here in rhode island this Ooh. summer so if you're in new england area or you know get on a plane man oh come i've done that come to rhode island you know in the summer get, some, beaches. Nice. get some seafood yeah we got some a little good. dell's lemonade oh, oh that'll gosh. fix you right the up. gansett brewery's <laughs> open Ooh-wee. and learn a little bit about automation yeah, Why yeah. Not? i mean maybe <laughs> no, these all sound better than training. The Dells and the Gantz at first, but then yeah, sure. automation would be pretty good too. You'll Can't be have one the other. Yeah. So, so anyway, you know, I think if you guys, uh, you know, keep a lookout in your email, and you know, if you're interested, drop a line and let me know. So then, I think up next is uh, something you've been designing, Cody, right? And I think it's some uh, some corporate event coming up yeah yeah we're doing a uh, we're doing a gig for uh, some studios up fronts because it's that season uh, they got some they've got some LED walls they want to track on and off stage uh, everybody's favorite LED walls LED walls they're gonna be big yeah. this one is pretty it's kind of big so yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so I think they're it's like a bipart LED wall um, like 15 feet wide by I think 18 feet tall something like that um they each track panel. each panel yeah, yeah 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 so um and then they meet at the center meet at the center and then track off stage i think there's like 16 feet of travel from center so they kind of like displace themselves to open up the stage um and uh yeah so it's some some track and uh we opted instead of bipart we opted to go with uh, a push stick per side for the tracking just because i think with led walls often they really want that really really tight seam right up mm-hmm. center and sometimes when you do the by part like you're kind of always fighting that like can i get a little cable stretch to like overdrive or like right, oh actually right. we're not quite centered because the truss drifted like can yeah. we kick it and you're kind of playing that game all mm-hmm. the time so being able to adjust both sides is gonna be yeah it's gonna be good it's like a little more overhead on the control but ultimately a better result yeah we think so we think so so yeah so it's it's pretty cool we're um we're pretty pretty excited about this too because we've flirted and tried to get many times some of with the cargo uh track from Garrett's. Yeah. It's super, super nice track. Um and we've done some gigs with the cargo XL track. Yeah. Like they're honking it, massive. Massive it, tr- yeah. It's crazy. It's uh, like that stuff's got like a point load of I don't know if it's picked up every three meters. You can hang twelve hundred pounds in the center <laughs> of the point load or some crazy shit like that on the XL. Yeah, like it's also like nine feet tall. <laughs> it is very tall. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we went with not that for this one. We went with the cargo M, which I don't have a. Uh, how much is the point load on that? I think it's, it's like eleven hundred pounds. Or it's something. still a lot if you're suspending it as much as we are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the same carrier, like every so two like meters. Yeah, it's like yeah. in the carrier capacity. Yeah, so it's 
it's pretty sweet. And the and the other thing that's really cool about the cargo stuff is the is the carriers. Like their hardware and like Badass. accoutrement is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How do you say that in German? I Damn. think that's. <laughs> I almost went. I almost went for it. Uh, <laughs> you almost got me. Um, it's it's all just super super nice stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the struggle we've had with it in the past is just we don't we don't stock track, and then we're trying to get it, and it often has to come from Germany. So we're 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 turning a new page, and we're going to start stocking some cargo automation M. track. Basically. Yeah, track for. Yeah for uh, bigger tracking sliding effects um, that they seem to keep coming up more and more. And like, depending on the timeline of trying to like sub rent or buy it. And then like the customer doesn't want to buy it, but we don't want to buy it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but now we yeah. got it. But yeah, now, we, now got we got it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just such a crazy difference in the load capacities and the hardware that comes with it from, any other track option even anything that is considered heavy duty yeah yeah i mean unless we get into like i-beams or you know right. custom things but like just off the shelf parts yeah i mean we get a lot of folks want to use the adc track and that has its purpose but for, as automation track is loud and weak and not very i think it yeah i mean it definitely works if it's you know like not a 15 foot by 18 foot LED <laughs> wall. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Not, not weak, but like it's just not suited. Yeah. Uh, and even in gigs of yore, we've been big fans of the Unibeam, Unibeam in the past. And uh, right. just finding that that's kind of right on the line of what we want uh, has been, right. been a challenge in the past. So I think now we got a little bit more capacity, right? Yeah, yeah. The Unibeam is cool stuff. I think it does, it does have its purpose, but like even with similar payloads before, we ended up having to like run two tracks, yeah, double and it up, and like lots and lots of carriers because the carrier capacity becomes a pinching point. And like I think just getting a single stouter track that rolls smooth and nice, so we're not like custom fabricating like I beam carriers or you know like there's there's other ways to go, but like <laughs> yeah, our harder but this is off the shelf this is and off done the shelf nice. yeah. yeah so yeah so i think that one that one should be pretty cool that one's going in i think in two weeks yeah two or three weeks yeah. or something yeah mike and i are headed up there's a little shop set up over in uh jersey and then they, then the studio load in so yeah it should be should be should be fun it's gonna be exciting yeah Listen in next episode for more on, <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. how excited well, they are. Yeah, we'll see how exciting <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah. Mike just cursed us like in the last <laughs> segment. So, yep. Uh, yeah, and then Harry, you were you were working on some track stuff too. You designed up some stuff for that. Yeah, another yeah. gig. We have another. We call them rental pluses. Where there's a there's a, there's a little bit of stock machinery going out on a rental, but then also a little bit of integration with someone else's stuff. In this case, we got some uh, the Tripoli Unitrack. Um, people all know and have worked with i won't say loved um but <laughs> this one's this one's kind of exciting because it's a really big track uh, i think it's like 130 feet long for a biparting curtain for a room divider for a uh conference um so yeah uh, rada and breezy are heading up in a couple weeks to install that up in boston and uh it's pr pretty exciting to you know kind of go in a really short turnaround on that i think it was you know a few weeks a couple of weeks ago we got the request and we're like hmm, what we can make happen in this timeline you know with what we got sitting in rental inventory and what we could 
sub rent from others and i mean not i mean as we were just talking about other tracks like for this i mean the unitrack feels pretty sweet i mean yeah like it's it's kind of perfect for this application it's not not big yeah. loads curtain, curtain yeah yeah it's like a lot of a lot of pickups to make sure you don't get too much droop in that cable but otherwise like the load's not much so yeah you know we got one push stick running some big curtain and you know we're happy to make that work yeah yeah it's yeah it's cool and then we're are we so, uh, we're renting the like track in a box kit from yeah that's a rose brand, rose brand. kit yeah. actually th three of them to make all the parts <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that little kit's pretty sweet i mean I think that's a good that's a good product like that's a cool like yeah solution for that thing all like, the stuff you need yeah exactly 50 feet yeah for those type of applications works great yeah what are we driving that with uh a push dick v2 S same thing we're running those big led walls on so <laughs> maybe yeah. a little more than we need on the on the horsepower front but you know it'll it'll do it just fine um and, and we're, I think, and I we're think driving that with uh with rope right not with wire rope but with, uh, we're gonna do uh the wire center rope or yeah, tiller yeah. line as some people call it so you got like a little gack uh, i think 332nd gack center on a quarter inch kind of nylon synthetic because it grabs the curtain carriers a little better yeah. or, You'll see how that works, but that's how I've always done it, and then I find it kind of does the camming action nicely on those uh, backpacking curtains. Oh, yeah. is that backpack? Uh, it's, well, that's not really backpack, but like oh. I guess it's just the, like they have to sleeve through the mm -hmm. the curtain carriers, so it it rides a little better than if you kept the hard edges on the wire rope. Yeah, yeah, and it's better than just like the rope because for man, it, like a uh, cable tension and everything on the long runs. Like it's, it's at least got some, some metal in there. <laughs> yeah. And it'll, it'll tension up without getting to the point where it's bowing this relatively lighter duty tracks and hopefully. Right. So. right. Yeah. And that should be a good one. Yeah. I think it should be. And then your push stick is on the ground, right? Our push stick sitting on the ground. Yeah. It's just, we're, it's rolling in all on a skid and uh, it's going to hopefully be pre-roped here at the shop and just sit on a pallet with the control and the machine and everything all there. And, rope it up on the fly the truss and call it a day yeah you don't need a lot of counterbalance <laughs> <laughs> machine weight is enough depends it depends on how much tension you put on there that's fair it's fair yeah, if you start picking up the pallet you probably have tension too much or need more weight mm -hmm. pro tip rada <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna want to set those limits <laughs> you're gonna want to stand on that pallet too uh oh cool so those are those are some of the custom gigs and stuff we're working track city track track city uh but then we've also been doing some product development stuff yeah yeah um we were i think we were talking about previous episode about some products and stuff and uh one of the things coming out of there was the the pivot and i think we talked about the first iteration of that uh for our folks so tts and the michigan opera that cody was working on mm-hmm um, and so we've kind of been running with that design, kind of working on the pro product version of that, which hopefully will be available come this summer, um, or I've been working on that, um, and then bouncing ideas off of everyone else and talk stout bearings with anyone who will listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we think we've gotten pretty far in through the design. Um, hopefully, you know, a few tweaks here and there, but we got parts out for the first, first version of the product pivot, um, which would basically be your stout center bearing uh, for you to integrate with whatever turntable you'd like. Um, and then additionally, uh, some center encoding uh, strategy. So you could take the TR3 encoder on your revolver, take that off and put it onto a post there with a, we'll have a, spur, a cut spur gear and a pinion. Um, and that'll give you hopefully very accurate and uh, slip free encoding right off that uh, center bearing. 
pretty cool. And then I know we were doing, and maybe this was just the testing here in the shop, but you were cutting stuff on our laser for this, right? Weren't you? Or you had to like upgrade the laser and then, <laughs> and yeah, then it was oh, like down for a couple of days because they didn't send some stuff or. Yeah. Yeah. I actually forgot about that. That was uh there was a bit of a, uh, uh, equipment upgrade in the, in the process. Cause we, we've been uh, using to great effect our 65 watt CO2 laser uh, for quite a while now, maybe going near three years. Um, and sounds right. We were, yeah, and it's been great for prototyping, especially like electrical enclosures, but also like small mechanical parts. You know, we can cut del delrin and small thicknesses and acrylic and other stuff for mock ups. Um, That's what the trainees made on. Trainees mm -hmm. made on all those. Yep, exactly. Um, but also the volume of trainees <laughs> <laughs> has, uh, there's a lot of, it's a lot of wear and tear on that, on that mm -hmm. thing. So we're mm -hmm. starting to see diminishing power as happens with the tubes on the lasers over time. Um, and our friends at Boss Laser uh, have a, an upgraded tube you can put on there so we could go up to 105 watts, get a little more power, be able to run programs that we do all the time a little faster, uh, especially with like the laser marking on our mm -hmm. plate mm -hmm. sets for stock machinery um, and electrical enclosures and whatever. Um, so hopefully just make you know the production go a little faster and, and also allow us to cut slightly thicker materials. So anyways, bought the tube, started getting into that because <laughs> I was like planning to do some prototyping for how I wanted to cut this spur gear because we just needed a lot you know, we're going to do a plastic spur gear on the underside of the plate. Uh, turns out they didn't send us all the parts. <laughs> <laughs> I was just bumping into. Because it's both, it's longer, right? The new tube was like longer, so it like didn't fit in the. It's longer, it's bigger. Case anymore? Diameter. Or, it was yeah. sticking out of the enclosure because there's a, like a little sheet metal wart that that sort of one of the ends of the tube sit in. The old one was kind of case encased in. Mm -hmm. um, that no longer fit in that, that little wart of sheet metal. Um, additionally, it was bigger diameter, so the brackets that hold it no longer aligned with the lasers to redirect <laughs> it in there. So just be shooting laser into the sheet metal enclosure. And so you're gonna want your goggles when you walk <laughs> in there. Yeah, definitely want those. Have you seen Cyclops? <laughs> it's like that, but not in a fun way. Or no. <laughs> yeah, and then some other wiring shenanigans. Like you know, it's all it's all pieces. It, I think it's a really it's a nice it's a nice product, but it's it's you know definitely like the all built overseas and kind of integrated together sort of piecemeal mm -hmm. and a lot of versioning. There's a lot of things I could see about how they designed that machine that reminds me about how, you know, we've had to do version control of our components over time. And we're like, oh yeah, that I see. Like they definitely changed that. They have the whole pattern for the new one, but like that doesn't quite line up the way it used to. But they eventually, they they were really good about rushing us the the parts and got through the upgrade. And now we got a slightly stronger laser. And I was able to cut the spur gear finally. Uh, nice. So that part's done, and then we're waiting on water jet for the pivot, and uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll be able to put that together and see how we like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a it's a cool, like the first one we did was like a pretty quick turnaround. We gotta just there needs to be one of these in like two weeks. So like let's <laughs> yeah. see, like in go, like a week and a half. Yeah. Like, what can we get? <laughs> what can we get? What can this design be? And it did not hit any of the target goals for cost nor ease of assembly or i think it did the thing i, I don't want to like it worked really well it, i mean the, it works really well yeah yeah it's just not viable i can as be a hard product. on the product yeah like it's just like oh this is a cool thing that in the timeline that we had to hit this worked what can we do to make it better <laughs> so it's some pretty cool and i think and adaptations I think there and I think we kind of we were tagging this product with like a price point first, which is very atypical for us, where we design a cool machine and we're like, "How much can we sell this for?" Oh, wait, does anyone want it at that price? Here we were starting, we were starting with you know shooting for five grand as a selling point, and we'll see see if that holds. But 
you know, working things within that budget, especially in, in this supply climate is tricky it's to tough. put on. That's a, it's a, it's a tall task. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Blockers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think too, I think the, the cool thing is the, that we like threw around the idea about, but with the footprint of the first one of the TR3 encoder didn't really work out. But for this new one, it seems like that's an awesome win of like, oh, you've got an encoder over there, like throw this spur gear on it. And now, now you're off to the races. Like you're going to get the encoding like bang for your buck. No problem. Dead on, hopefully. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. And then spur gear is cool too, instead of a uh, chain. Cause the first one had chain drive sprocket that we cut also that had its own woes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, it's exciting. It's cool. More on that once we test it out. And sure. Yeah. I mean, this could all be wrong. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this is all theoretical. It's, it's great yeah. when it's a paper project. Yeah. Speaking of, but paper, speaking speaking of paper, paper projects, yeah. <laughs> perfect oh, segue. Nice segue. <laughs> to go along with things we haven't tested out yet. <laughs> Um, in the in the effort to you know help with all the turntable woes we've heard about recently, and you know trying to provide the full the full turntable environment with the revolver, um, we're also developing a a template turntable, um, or I've been working on designing sort of a CNC kit, um, sort of a plywood bolt together many layer uh, turntable that hope we will offer for free uh, through our site and with the design, the design, the design. <laughs> yeah, the design. Not, not the physical turntable. <laughs> Good catch, good catch. <laughs> yeah. But the idea is, you know, we got the revolver, we got you'll have you can get the pivot, and then you can have this design to go with those things, and you can have yourself a turntable. All you need is just to CNC a bunch of plywood and uh, get some fasteners and turn a lot of wrenches. Yeah, is the hope. So and and I think I mean I think also not just like not just providing the design, but like the whole bomb. Like where can you buy the stuff, the parts, all the pieces, yeah. ready to roll. Um, and I think that could be, hopefully that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully our customers dig it and hopefully they, you know, it brings some people more success than they've had in the past with turntables. Yes. Yeah. And, and hopefully less calls to tech support. Or at least <laughs> if they do, you'll have somewhere to be like, here you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Harry, this calls for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And his direct number is <laughs> not available. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's really awesome, though. Actually, like I think the the idea of like putting together the design and 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 providing the and like just making it available, right? Like, because I think one of the big challenges that I think we've talked about this before, but you know, it's just like the the how to make the turntable. Like, where do you go to even start? How do you get there? So, right. Hopefully that'll get us. Hopefully that'll be good. I hope people dig it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it should be cool. Yeah, I haven't really looked at it yet. But I saw the model. Yeah, it looks it cool. cool. It looked like a thing. Yeah, it looked like a turntable. <laughs> it's round. It's round. It is round. <laughs> it is round. <laughs> it is and wood. in the model, it looks like plywood colored. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. I did do the appearances. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you do appearances or the physical material? So you do a weight? Just something. appearances. It's all fake. Oh, it's all aluminum. <laughs> 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 You're an animal. <laughs> <laughs> but other than the paper project, Cody, I think you've also been uh, developing yeah. some stuff too. Yeah. So another another thing that we um, want to do, we lovingly call is the Holy Trinity uh, product redesign, is uh, re taking another crack and and look at the the revolver, the spot line, and the push stick. Um, kind of our three 
main winches or well, I guess machines. Um, right. That in they've had their own iterative design cycles across the years. Uh, uh, particularly the push stick and the revolver have updated. The mm-hmm. spotline's been mostly untouched since its original design. Um, but in the world of uh, part shortages and increasing costs and also just uh, differing demands from our customers, we wanted to take another look at those designs and um, try to homogenize uh, the parts as much as we can and use things between them, uh, particularly the motor. Mm-hmm. Those are all five horsepower machines with nearly the same ratio output right. ratios. Right. <laughs> uh, and three completely different i mean completely different gearbox sizes and types uh like particularly the push stick and the spotline are almost the exact same ratio uh-huh. but completely different form factors uh and makes it very hard for us to say like let's buy some motors so that we can have right. reasonable lead times and it didn't used to be a problem when you could get the motor in three two days, days. yeah yeah, yeah like, like do the little rush order yeah. on it and you're no no problem right uh, and so we're, we're trying to do a little bit better on that front. And then the other thing too, is like, you know, the spotline and the push stick have similar capacities, but mm-hmm. not the same drums, but <laughs> like <laughs> maybe they should, but I think, yeah. So what if there was one drum? What if there was, all? yeah, one drum, one drum. Um, and then also the other thing, think talking about the drum is the drums that we've uh, been putting on our machines, any of the five horsepower ones, are eight-inch drums because at the time they were designed, we had the Tormach, and that oh, is right. what we made them on. And it, that was as big as it could was go. It. That was as yeah, big was as they could go. Did. Yeah. So the the width and height of that drum was completely determined by the machine that mm-hmm. we had. Um, and we've upgraded since then. And we have upgraded. So since I've then. heard. <laughs> So I've been told. Some would say the Haas regularly. <laughs> the Haas is badass and it is. Uh, can fit a bigger drum on it, and so yeah. So we're looking to increase the diameter of the drum up to ten inches instead of eight, um, which gets us a lot more travel. Like it lets us adjust our ratios and get more travel and speed and bang for our buck just in the the footprint uh, of the machine. Uh, which is pretty exciting. It's kind of going a little bit back towards the Pushstick V1. We had a 12-inch drum on those machines. Um, those were steel and welded and had their own can of worms. So we're kind of halfway in between. <laughs> right, so they're still going to be aluminum. They're still going to be aluminum. And still weldless. Still weldless, uh, but 10-inch diameter. Um, and so that should be pretty cool. So we're, the kind of the goal is 100 foot of usable travel okay. uh, on the Pushstick. Um so with dead wraps and everything, 100 feet. Uh, and then for the spotline, you get a little extra because you only need one set of dead wraps. Um, or multi-line. Or, I don't know. That, that's also another interesting conversation. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> More travel. Yeah, so more travel. Because it always and, – and also just thinking, too, is uh, the spotline was designed uh, with a pretty – a generous safety factor and potentially overly generous safety factor um, mm, okay. on the gearbox and output sizing. So we kind of had less speed than we, well, we had 
pretty reasonable speed, but not enough capacity, just with like sizing of the brakes and the shaft and the, the whole assembly. Um, so we're gonna take another look at that and try to just you know goose a little bit more and you know pull a little bit more, especially once we get the drum bigger, we get more travel, so we can get more you know torque, blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, so there's there's some cool stuff happening there. The first one I really dug into is the push stick, because um, I think one of the other things too is like that. It's kind of complicated to rig, right? Yeah, the, there's an interesting struggle with the push stick because you you, you can't really get your hand. In it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get your hand in it. Which I mean, is, you can if you've done it a few times. If you know how to do, it, if yeah. you know what you're doing. But it is, I mean, the thing is, it is a zero fleet machine, which we totally, totally love, and we totally yeah. want to keep because um, we had some initial thoughts of like, well, what if it was simpler? And then we started looking at the feature list and trying to tear it back and you're like, well, that would be too simple. Like, I think we do still want it to be zero fleet because we like using zero fleet machines and <laughs> we think our customers like zero fleet machines. Um, but at the moment, the push stick V2 is, if you don't know what you're doing, it's very easy to rig it wrong. Um, and, you know, there, there's some, tr so there's some trouble there um, that I think we want to try and assess uh, to try to make it easier to rig and a little bit more friendly um and just with easier your hands in there and things and then another interesting thing just going back to product availability and cost and thing is you know it's all this half inch pretty large half inch aluminum water jet pieces oh and mm -hmm. just you know sometimes they're like backpacked in sandwiches with a whole series of fasteners to get the rigidity we want and like the price of water jet and the price of material has just kind of skyrocketed um and we think there's probably some some better paths there to like get the plates with the features and the things that you want where they want to be, and then right. use some more structural members and you know other shapes as opposed to trying to, to span use the, the gap flat plate to be the structure. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think there's there's some cool things there. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the well, sure there'll be more. Right now, it's not even a paper project. It's like digital clay. Like there's like a drum and a motor picked and some lead screws. Have you picked the shaft size though? Because I I do see that as a bullet point here. Oh, this, uh, yeah. That, it I mean, made this it could be, as its own bullet point. This could be into the weeds, but currently, <laughs> the spotline uh, input shaft is an inch and a half uh, shaft, um, and then steps up to be two inch through the drum and mm -hmm. through the brake because mm -hmm. originally the load brake uh, was only available in a two inch mm -hmm. um and so it's just kind of like a pain to step that drum all the time and so initially i thought like oh we should just increase the gearbox size to two inch because mm -hmm. then we can do bigger spans we could do longer drums we can go more hand space on either side and we'll have like plenty of stiffness throughout and then what i learned is that <laughs> that increase in gearbox size is dramatic in cost. <laughs> and much like the eight-inch drums on the Tormach, the two-inch bore on load brakes is an artifact of how S things used to be. But some <laughs> other design. Yeah, it's some other time. Now you can get them in whatever flavor of bore you want. So yeah. the world's our oyster. The world is our oyster, yeah. And then also uh, thinking, too, of... I think there's an interesting thing here of the between the push stick and the spotline those machines can be quite similar like i think right now their footprints and sizing and setups are very different from each other but mm -hmm. 
at the end, I mean, they do very similar things. There's certainly nuance between the two, but mm -hmm. right now they have different size bearings, different size drums, different, it's like there's so many things are different. So I think if we could get some of those in line, a lot of those things make a lot of sense. But then also trying to use the same motor for the revolver. Mm. <laughs> if you, as soon as you go up to like a two inch bore shaft, like, you're, uh, you oh, know, you're fucked. It's, it's just a <laughs> massive, <laughs> massive gearbox. Okay. Well, and the how, chain gets bigger. And yeah, that's because yeah. you can only go to minimum bore on XYZ. How high does yeah. your show deck need to be? Three feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some challenges for Cody to figure out. Yeah. So finding that just that perfect gear motor. <laughs> the Goldilocks yeah. one. The Goldilocks yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think I think originally I was thinking step it up to two inch, and then I think I've backed off from that. But also, we've figured out some other cool processes on our on the other side of how to step those shafts better and easier and, mm. you know, mm -hmm. not using fully keyed shaft and pocketing and milling our own keys. And like mm -hmm. Breezy's like had some pretty interesting thoughts on uh, putting those shafts and milling keys on the Haas as opposed to oh. manually. Uh -huh. So like there's some cool like stepping on the mill and then like having a jig set up for the Haas and stuff like that. So like, I think there's some, I think there's a better prospect if we like have those thoughts going into the design uh, as opposed to just like figuring it out after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more like, what are we good at doing? How can we leverage that How can to make leverage? a better machine or a more cost-effective machine for our customers? Yeah. 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 Cause I think cost effect is important too, because I think we're kind of getting to the point where we're looking at all the material costs and increase and all the things and, you know, just like everything else, everywhere else, prices have gone up and we'll have to do the same. And no one wants to buy right $50 dental floss, right? right? So, like, I think we have to, like, figure out how to get the value and do the things that our customers really care about and get that back into the designs. But then try to figure out how to pare down and continue to, like, provide a machine at a price that people Automation want. for everyone. <laughs> that yeah. people want to yeah, buy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it's early days on that one, but it that it's it's kind of exciting, because um, yeah, because I like winches, <laughs> <laughs> and if not for anybody else, for us, it's for exciting. us, yeah, yeah, like nothing like hopping into a meeting and going like, look at this acne rod, <laughs> and everyone's like, ooh, <laughs> what pitch is that? Yeah. Is that a one six, yeah, <laughs> two six baby. <laughs> Any other cool, uh, cool, interesting uh, stuff going on? <laughs> uh, Cody, I reluctantly you, uh... put this on the list. Uh, well, no, I am excited about it. I joined a bowling league. Nice. And so I bought a bowling ball, and uh, I don't know why I just have thought that every time I've been bowling casually across my, the entire mm -hmm. of my life, I assume that people that were bowlers there was an exorbitant cost to entry. Okay. Like this mm -hmm. just seemed unfeasible to me that I would be able to get my own bowling ball. Like uh -huh. it has to be custom. Right. That just seems like too custom much. is expensive. It's gotta be, uh, who knows what those balls are made out of. Right. I <laughs> Shiny. Sure. So are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what I learned is mm -hmm. it is not that. <laughs> fancy. I mean, there are some very fancy things, uh, but one of my friends that, uh, got me is, invited me to this bowling league. I asked him, I was like, well, you have your own ball. Like how much, you know, what's that cost? And he was like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It was like to get it sized and drilled and picked out the door was like 150 bucks. And I was like, 
Oh, I, I have that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm in. Can yeah, I get like two. That is yeah. a that is a pretty low barrier barrier entry. entry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, what do you like? Where do you go? And he was like, oh, you got to go to Dino's over by LaGuardia, mm. which sure. I was expecting a website or <laughs> <laughs> a, a real like, I don't know. It sounded like an old timey statement, like, oh, you got to go over to Dino's like he's over by LaGuardia. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the best bowling balls. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it really was like a little tiny pro shop in the corner of a bowling alley and like just some guy that just like knows it like mm -hmm. sizes your hand up like it was quite an experience the way <laughs> you know, like holds your hand feels the flexibility in your fingers just he knows he's a knower like you just are in a room and you're like this guy knows he's got it he's got it he's gonna take care of me <laughs> and he was like asking me which ball i wanted and there was like a wall of like balls everywhere and i was like i so like do you like pick what it's made out of or you just pick the color it's more about what it's made out of is okay. what I learned. There are some options between the colors, but uh -huh. like they, they they do they're built different ways to do different things. That it's a it's a world that I am one pinky toe in deep. Uh, <laughs> um, next time you'll have seven bowling balls. <laughs> I know. Uh, there was a moment where I was like, I don't know. I mean, that ball seems good, or that one, or that one, and he like had done my, like, size my hand and wrote down my name on the sheet. And I was just like, he was like, so which one do you want to go for? And I was like, uh, and he was like, Cody, I think the Tropical Breeze is the brand <laughs> for you. <laughs> and I felt seen in a way. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so I don't know. I mean, if nothing, it was it was like therapy. So 150 bucks is pretty cheap. Uh, in that regard as well. So if you're if you're looking for that experience, I recommend getting a bowling ball. <laughs> that's nice. That's awesome. But that's what a, a summer league thing. You're yeah, doing? summer league. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that should be fun. That should be cool. I yeah. I didn't I didn't realize how much went into it. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot there. Oh, like yeah. In the construction of the ball mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. you throw it and where you throw it and like I don't know. It's like any hobby, <laughs> like I'm just like <laughs> gear first. Gear first. You gotta, yeah. yeah like I was joking that like 75% of any of my interest in any hobby is just researching and buying yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I'm in that phase for sure. Nice. <laughs> so next time we do the podcast, you'll have done it once or twice. Bowling? Yeah. I think I'm going like bowling right after this. Well, oh, in the league. In the league. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going bowling at the bowling alley right after this. Yeah, yeah. You, you did oh, that's that. why you brought you it to the that. shop. I did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be bad. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. We can't wait to hear. I don't think you care. <laughs> I do. Okay. We're in it for the funny stories. Sure. Yeah, there will be some. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the Big Lebowski. <laughs> if you're over the line you mark it at zero right <laughs> hopefully nobody gets killed i hope not. i mean i hope not yeah i hope not too that's no good yeah, yeah. uh the only yeah the only last thing i listed it's, that's been a pretty recent update is that mike you you got an office in oh New York. my god yes i did i am no longer sitting in my living room mm -hmm. or my bedroom Nice. Yeah. For work? Yeah, it's excellent. There is like 90% less fire trucks in the <laughs> background now. That is true. I'm yeah. sure 
<laughs> many of the folks that have called tech support have probably been on the line yeah. with you. <laughs> be like, is everything okay? Uh, like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we don't hear the emergency vehicles. Is everything okay? <laughs> There's been so many times we've been talking about some yeah. design in some meeting or whatever, and you're like, yeah, I mean, the really mo the most important thing is. <laughs> 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 Yeah. You're like, yeah. Mike, Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And like, uh, I finally, I, I guess I got through the summer and, uh, nice job. Yeah. Fuck that one. Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I got through the summer and then I have been looking for an office. I don't know. Pre, pre the dark years. I had been looking for an office mm -hmm. and I had no, had only had one, one, like reasonably close successful lead on a place mm. and yeah. um and and then the dark times came right yeah because i think i mean pre-dark times you and i were talking pretty strongly about getting a like 20 an office 19 ish right because was it, it was gonna be like the three of you were gonna go to it you yeah. cody and nicole yeah i mean yeah. it was you know because we're all in new york and so or in the new york area and so mm -hmm. it was like oh maybe we should try and find a place that is you know that we can all go to. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that kind of just fell apart, you know, for a whole bunch of reasons. I mean, money and availability and then, you know, a pandemic. Right. The uh, pandemic, I think, was the big. Yeah. Oh, that was the death knell. Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and um, and then so I think, you know, at the end of last summer, I kind of I started I started in earnest again looking and reaching out to, you know, old friends and colleagues and you know designers and folks who are like mm -hmm. who has studio space that might you know I don't know might you know need somebody to help pay the rent right mm -hmm. and that fucking went nowhere <laughs> yeah um and it was it was a yeah it was like by like I don't know by the end of November I was like I was beaten down I was mm -hmm. like man this is never gonna happen like mm -hmm. I'm just gonna be stuck in my fucking apartment working with you know and um and then uh and then just randomly found this listing from um if you're in new york city uh the listings project is an awesome place to find apartments and studios and stuff um and came across this place that was just down the street from my apartment oh, uh, like nice. a 20 minute walk that's, um, that's down the street but yeah. it's you know down the street and um and went in and shook it, checked it out and they you know i got up there was a they were building out more space and uh and so i picked up just a, a little white room it's a little box it's it nice. is it yeah. is there's no windows and um and it is white mm -hmm. <coughs> painted very stark white mm -hmm. but um but there are significantly less ambulances in the background yeah and um and it's not my living room that that is that seems like that's well, the, that's the biggest win there yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, so. you also in your your situation was like sometimes I'd see you in the living room and then you'd be like yeah we moved now I'm in the bedroom yeah, yeah. now I'm in the and like it seemed like it's like where in the apartment is Mike <laughs> yeah. today and I mean it wasn't it's not a big apartment it was you know it's, yeah we just you know we'd swap desks every once in a while because you know one of us would get sick of the ambulance <laughs> um, and um, and yeah so I mean I think it's awesome and you know it's a uh, it's it's a cool little little place and hopefully we'll you know hopefully it'll keep being as cool as it is yeah so. it seems cool and you also got a really cool camera to go with it i have a my, little yeah I my favorite part is your fancy <laughs> camera <laughs> <laughs> i have, yeah i got a i got a little webcam to like 
that can follow me around. And yeah. sometimes it fucking does whatever it wants. <laughs> it is not a very wide room, so like no. it has a pretty good like range. Like you see the whole room yeah. in yeah. the shot already. Yeah. But then every once in a while, you'll go to stand up or reach something, and it like pans and tilts and moves, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you're like, "What? What's, hap- what's happening? What's <laughs> what happening? happened to that? Who's yeah. there?" <laughs> it's yeah. It's a it's a OBS bot, the tiny oh, cam. Okay. And. And um and it's a cool little pan tilt, you know, follows you around and can zoom in and zoom out and you can like give it give it commands, you know, like uh with you know, like I don't know, you know, hold your hand up and it'll lock or that's the one that gets you every time. Yeah, totally you're like, oh yeah, it's about two and a half <laughs> inches or and it's an it inch and a half long. Zooms out or something. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, God damn it. I've turned that off now because oh, it's yeah. yeah, it's fucked me too many times. Um yeah. but um but uh, but yeah, I mean it's a cool little camera. It it's not as awesome as you know as even like the little mirrorless Fuji that I've got mm-hmm. for image quality. Mm-hmm. But for a webcam, it's, and the fact that it just follows you, I know. Yeah, most of the time, most of the time, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It spices it up. I mean, every once in a while when he just starts panning and zooming, yeah. and like, <laughs> what's it gonna go this is really now? spicing up this yeah. forty-person Zoom meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Like where are you? Ah, I'm right behind my camera. It turned around. Um, yeah, but it's cool, and you know, so I'm pretty excited about the little the little office space, and you know, I think now it looks like it looks like we're gonna I'm gonna stay there for a little while. So I think it's gonna not be white pretty soon. Oh, nice. you can paint it. Oh, I'm going to paint it. I don't know <laughs> if I can, but I'm going to. He's got so, two hands and a brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst thing that happens is I have to repaint it white before I leave. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was I was curious if you were gonna do like the sound like acoustic. I am actually gonna oh, do yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have yeah. found some from some panels and some stuff because it's a little it's a little uh loud. Did you see we have orange one and gray ones we were gonna set up in there in yeah. the yeah. inner office. A couple stacks of them yeah. that if you should take them because we were gonna do it in there and now we've got this whole setup. Oh yeah, okay. Orange yeah. and gray it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll match your carpet. I know, except the Rada has taken it over, so I, mm. I don't like I, I'm not going to, yeah, it's, yeah. I bought a carpet last year when I was up here in the spring. and, and Mike likes to really move in wherever he <laughs> yeah, man, I got. You got a nest. I mean, yeah. you were also here for like two months, three months. Um, yeah, I say he likes to yeah. He really likes to move in, and I literally. <laughs> you were the one that yeah. Aries apartment, so. Yeah, it was four months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you did move yeah, in. Really yeah, move in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I think it's awesome, and you know, I'm looking forward to a little bit more of it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for us on yeah. this one. Um, it's a short one. Yeah, I think we're just we're halfway through a couple things that it's it will be yeah. very exciting to to tell about once uh, once we've got them wrapped up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a bit of a preamble episode for a couple cool things <laughs> coming up. Yeah. But look forward to closure next month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tears. Hopefully Maybe. not. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.